Welcome to the Pasho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho Summer Sessions. Today I'm going to talk about a scene from the movie Amélie, which is a French film that came out, I believe, in 2001 and is an absolute delight uh, to the effect that I even named my daughter after her. And along with a wonderful character, the story is incredible, the romance is fantastic, and there are moments that are very philosophical and existential. And so this morning, I was listening to a podcast uh, on The Daily Wire, uh, one of Jordan Peterson's uh, first ones, and he mentioned something about, again, as he you know has written about, that we should always aim upward. And, you know, he was, he was talking to a, an artist, uh, a female artist, and she, uh, apparently in the picture, because again, it was a podcast, I didn't really see what they were talking about, but he mentions that there's a dog, uh, from what I can get from the conversation, it sounded like he was going to walk over a cliff because he's not paying attention because his eyes instead are towards the sky which he said he really liked because it, you know, again, looking towards the sky symbolizes uh, upward aim, upward ambition, you know, looking for a higher voice or power or calling perhaps. And so it really made me think about this movie because about three quarters in when the relationship, uh, the romance of the movie really starts to get developed, this uh, male character has to, you know, go through a bunch of different uh, I don't know, tests or riddles, let's say. And one of them had to do with a guy posing as a bronze statue. And he is pointing up at the place where he is actually supposed to go. But the guy, unaware, is staring at the statue. And so a little boy comes. And again, I'm paraphrasing here because they were speaking French the entire film. And so all I had were the subtitles. Uh, but the boy uh, basically tells him, hey, only a fool stares at a pointing finger, which then made him realize that he shouldn't be looking at his hand. He should be looking in the direction that his hand is pointing to. And so he realizes then that, you know, he's got to go up uh, another level, you know, in this plaza. And when he gets there, he sees her uh, by his bicycle on the first level. Uh, attaching a note because again, she's very timid and, and it's a really lovely story. So you'll have to see it for yourself to find out what happens. But that got me thinking. Only a fool stares at a pointing finger, which makes me think about my job as a teacher in uh, English or language arts, depending on what part of the country you're in. And, you know, it's great to enjoy stories. And that is certainly why authors write, because they do, first of all, always want to entertain. Like to say that the author's purpose in anything is to entertain, um, it's kind of redundant because if I didn't think it was going to be entertaining, if I thought everyone was going to hate it and no one was ever going to read it, why would I put it out there? So obviously I'm writing because I believe that there is some niche, some group, some, you know, country perhaps even that needs my voice and wants to hear my story. And so, of course, I want it to be entertaining to that people, to those people, to that audience, you know, but 
everything else then, you know, makes sense. Like, are you trying to just inform uh, on the, the subject at hand? Are you trying to persuade me towards a certain angle or perspective? Or are you trying then to share opinions, you know, like an anecdote or something, sharing ideas and opinions? But what I think is really the most important thing is what is the story pointing at? You know, that's one of the concepts I try to instill into my students is what is the big picture? You know, in in language arts, you would call it what is the universal theme, right? What is the, the message about either life or death or relationships or just the human experience overall? What is the author trying to share that will withstand both time and place? You know, that's the universality of it, is that it's not just a uh, United States theme. It is a theme that could be enjoyed in Italy. It can be enjoyed in Ethiopia. It could be enjoyed in Thailand, right? In any place. And so it's universal, but then it also transcends time. So something like Romeo and Juliet written in the 1500s is still enjoyed and relatable to us in here 2022, you know, and so that's really the gist of it, you know, and, and the same is true for nonfiction that yes, again, they're trying to persuade you, they're trying to inform you, they're simply sharing their ideas, and obviously trying to entertain you. But they're, the story itself, the article itself, the subject itself is making a statement that can transcend over time if it is done well. And it is those authors and those stories that need to be continually passed from generation to generation. For example, right now, I don't think it would be a bad idea for English teachers to start teaching Fahrenheit 451, A Brave New World, uh, and starting with, you know, really simple short stories like Harrison Bergeron to then, you know, they talk about power and, you know, dystopia and ideas of utopia with an EU, not a U, because U means no place. EU is like euphoric, right? And so something very pleasant and perfect. But, you know, everything is pointing to something. And we need to, as a generation, or as a society, we need to pass on generation to generation those classics that have upheld our values, that have upheld our moralities, that have consistently reiterated what is necessary in both males and females to be heroes or heroines that are necessary for our society to be strong and to grow and to prosper. Because good men and good women bring about good times. And so that, that was the thought that came into my mind as I was imagining a bulldog about to walk over a cliff staring at the sky. Pay attention to what the finger is pointing to so that you can heed the warning. These are the lessons that have been handed down from past generations that have kept our society and civilizations alive. Heed the warning. Learn the rules learn how to play the game, and then how to master that game. And as JP would say, you can slay your dragons. Why have to come up with it on your own? Why not learn from the warriors of ancient times who have slain hundreds of dragons, and here we are with our first one? If I could learn from them, if I can learn from the greats, then I can slay any chaos. You know, we could look at the bulldog, or I wonder if in the picture, uh, I didn't listen to the entire podcast, so I'll be honest with you, 
But in that picture, what is the dog looking at? You know, is it a, a revelation that there is a higher being, you know, and a, a force mightier? You know, is it about faith and trust? Will that dog fall? I mean, if we're a pessimist, I guess we'll think so. But that dog at the same time, when it takes its step, could get wings and fly, you know, if we are an optimist, if we have faith and good things to come. And so I just want to remind everybody out there, you know, that it is important to continue reading the classics. I know a lot of people want to move on to modern and contemporary things, uh, solely based on or identity politics and stuff like that. I mean, I never had to have specifically a male, Christian, Hispanic boy for me to associate to a hero. I mean, a hero is a hero. It's a human being. So I associate it with that on that level. The more we break it down and categorize it into smaller boxes, I mean, that in itself is going to isolate more people than it is going to uh, include. And so I don't feel that this is very inclusive, what we're trying to do, especially, you know, these new books that are perverted and awful. You know, there's a reason why we continue to read Romeo and Juliet over 700 years later. You know, there's a reason why we still read The Great Gatsby. There's a reason why we should still read Fahrenheit 451. There is a reason why we should continue to read Young Goodman Brown uh, at the beginning of college English courses, you know, because those are stories that really get us to think about where we've come from, what roots that we have grown from, because how can we know what kind of tree we are without knowing the roots that we possess and the strength that the tree has given to us so that our branch can be strong as well. Only a fool stares at a pointing finger. Only a fool reads a story to be entertained. Only a fool watches a movie just to numb the mind. If you want to be more than a fool, what is that movie pointing at? Why is Tom Cruise's Maverick so popular? Because it points at American exceptionality, that America is a country to be proud to associate to, not to be ashamed of, not to burn its flag, not to kneel in its song. Maybe that's why it's so popular, because Americans know the truth. We know our history. That's why people come to this country, because they know despite those blemishes like slavery and sweatshops and things like that, we don't do it anymore. And it wasn't by gunpoint, it was by consciousness. It was by faith and religion that guided us to believe, like Abraham Lincoln, that no child of God should be enslaved. It's insane, but that's what they're trying to show us. And so look, don't look at the story, look at what they're trying to point to. They're trying to point to a socialist country where the government has all control, where we hate each other so much that we're afraid that the other one will say something, and so we remain silent. We, my beautiful Pachos Chachos, we cannot allow that to happen. So don't be a fool. Look at the big picture. Start thinking outside the box. Stop living in your head and start looking at the world that you're in, at the world that you will be handing down to future generations, hopefully yours, hopefully your kin will be taking your torch and leading it forever forward. Well, thank you guys for sharing some time with me. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Bye-bye.